Glory be to God. So let's go to that scripture I just mentioned. It. That's Joshua chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. This is the account where uh, Joshua, the man who had succeeded Moses, had already sent, this, had sent two spies to spy out Jericho. They were walking into the uh, Canaan, the promised land. And these spies came to the house of a harlot called Rahab. And now Rahab covered them and hid them in her ceiling of her house so that she did not turn them over to the king of Jericho who sent messengers saying, turn these guys who came to you. Turn them to us. And she refused. She hid them. And now she's preparing to let them go. And she let them down the window of her house with a red rope or a scarlet rope. And so just before she did that, this is now what was happening. Uh, Joshua 2 verse 12 to 13 says, this is the message version. Uh, now she's talking to the spies saying, now promise me by God, I showed you mercy. Now show my family mercy and give me some tangible proof and guarantee of life for my father and mother, my brother and sisters everyone connected with my family, save our souls from death. And now if you go to verse 21, so they told her, all right, that we will, we will, we have a deal, but you need to keep this secret. Don't tell anyone about us. And then this rope you let us down with, you hang it on your window. So you go to verse 21. It says now, she said, if that's what you say, that's the way it is, and sent them off. They left, and she hung the red rope out of the window. Amen. What does the red rope represent? The covenant, the blood covenant. Amen. She just got into a covenant with them. And that rope was the sign. This was her tangible proof and guarantee that she would be saved. And then you go to Hebrews 11.31, and it says, By faith, the hallowed Rahab, did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I will not perish with those who don't believe. I have a blood covenant. The blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. I will not perish in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's, that's how she got delivered. The entire Jericho was destroyed. Everybody there died except Rahab, the hallowed. Amen. I just want to recap part of what Pastor Kara brought out here. And, and one of the things she said is that Rahab tapped into the plan of God. The blood is powerful enough to deliver us that we may continue fulfilling the plans of God. Hallelujah. The blood is powerful enough to deliver you and me from anything that is threatening the plan of God for us in 2020. And that includes supernatural increase. Amen. So now she, she, she was delivered. What did she do? She tapped into that plan by an act of faith. Amen. She tapped into that. And then she gave us three points. Uh, she didn't honor them like that, but three things I got from her. One is keep lifting up the blood. What Pastor Davis has shared, that word, put it in your mouth, speak it out. 
she said, we will cross over in the power of the Spirit to his plans. Amen. Rahab kept that scarlet rope out of that window until they were rescued. Amen. The blood, that was her tangible proof and guarantee. What do you and me have as our tangible proof and guarantee? The blood of Jesus, our covenant. We keep it before us. We speak it. We breathe the blood. And we lift the blood and you'll be saved. Amen. And then she said, we honor God with praise and thanksgiving. We don't complain like the world. And listen, if you, do you realize the more you talk about COVID-19, the more fearful it becomes? <laughs> you know, the more you talk about something, you are praising that thing, you are praising that problem. You know, fear and worry leads you to what? To unbelief. You, it, it is the opposite of faith. Instead of that, talk about Jesus. Talk about the covenant. Talk about the blood. Talk about what Jesus has done for us. Amen. That's how we praise God in the midst of situations. We don't lose focus of what he has done for us. And at that point, uh, actually, let's, let's look at Philippians 4, 6 to 7 in the message version, just to amplify that. And this is what it says in the message version. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. I like the next phrase. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Amen. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. I love this. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Into prayers. Instead of worrying, pray. Instead of worrying, praise God. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. So what are you going to have to do? Keep your eyes on the word of God. Keep your ears on the word of God. What will that do? You're putting Jesus at the center of your life and it will displace all the worry. And at that point, the blood of Jesus marks us for God's goodness, his purposes, his salvation. Amen. The blood of the covenant, as I said, is the tangible proof and guarantee of our salvation that it guarantees that we will walk in the goodness, in the purposes, in the salvation of our God. Why? Because Rahab did not perish with the unbelievers. Amen. She walked in the purposes and plans of God for her life. And I want us to just, uh, in, I'll just expound a bit on what I've already shared and what Pastor Davis has brought forth in the last couple of weeks. Basically, I want us to see how to walk in victory in the plan of God during a challenging time like now. How we are going to walk in victory in the plan of God, even in the challenging time that we are in. So we'll discuss, we'll see how to prepare to face every challenge in light of our redemption, which Pastor Davis has ministered to us before, and it's spending time in the world, receiving unshakable faith in the new covenant through the blood of Jesus. Amen. 
That is how we walk in light of our redemption. What are we going to do? Spend time in the word until we have unshakable faith in what the blood has done for us. Then we need to know this. How you see is how you respond. If you see things in light of the redemption, then you'll be able to act right. But if you don't see things like that, your response becomes problematic. You respond in fear, like what uh, Pastor Davis was uh, sharing with us from Luke chapter 8. Because you, if, you don't, if, you resp- if you don't see Christ for who he is, you end up with a response of fear. But if you see things in the light of the redemption, then your response changes accordingly. And then we know that we will we'll consider that every believer is called to action, to be a witness for Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. So just right off, let's look at the first one. How to prepare. We, end, we need to prepare to face every challenge in light of our redemption, in light of the blood. That's how we are to face everything. And Pastor Kara mentioned this last Sunday. Take this time, this season as a gift. Don't just go forth and complain. Take the time to get into the word, to get into prayer, to see what does redemption mean to me? What has Christ availed to me? Uh, in business, they have a, what is called a business strategy. Right now, in, on, on the face of this COVID-19, many businesses will, will have a business strategy where the senior people meet, and they want to see something they call SWOT analysis. They want to see where, what is our strengths, what is our weaknesses, what is our opportunities, what is our threat. They look at COVID-19 and will say, well, one of our strengths. So strengths and weaknesses look inward. Opportunities and threat are outward. So they'll be looking and saying, what is our strength? For instance, they'll say, we have medical cover for our, for our employees. Right, that's a strength. It's something they have done internally. Then they say, what is our weakness? Uh, maybe they have not prepared the technology for, for, for online access to their systems. So they say, that's a weakness. We need to deal with it. Then they look at opportunities. What are the opportunities we have? They say, we have many vendors. We have a company called Zoom. We have a company called Microsoft. They can help us with the tools to work online. So what are they looking at? Looking outward and saying, who can we partner with? So they see opportunities in that. And then they say, what are our threats? Well, they could say, we have Chinese hackers, you know. Oh, forgive me, you are Chinese. But, you know, they say Russian hackers or whatever. That, that's a threat they have to deal with right now in this new thing. So they are looking at strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats. Let me ask you, what do you think the, the situation looked, at, looked like to, to Rahab, the harlot? I see, I, I mean, I'm just see, saying this is how I see it. Her biggest weakness was this business she was in. She was a harlot. She was of weak morals, you could say that. But do you know God used her weakness as her strength? Because two spies could come into her house and nobody suspects anything. This is her business. This is her business. So she, she, she just, ex- God turned her weakness into her strength. Look at the threats she was facing. Everybody in Jericho looked at the spies and said, these people are a threat to us. And the king sent people to her house saying, bring those people out. But what did Rahab see? Opportunity. 
Hallelujah. She saw an opportunity. She, she saw an opportunity to get into covenant with these guys. And what did they promise her? They told her, if you do what we agree, then you'll be rescued from this place. Amen. I speak over your life right now. Whatever thing has been threatening you right now, receive the eyes to see in the light of redemption and see it as an opportunity in the name of Jesus. Don't let Satan crown you with fear and you miss your opportunity and you miss to take advantage of your strength in the name of Jesus. This covenant, the covenant partner's business is to come and Fight your threats in the name of Jesus. The, uh, the covenant partner is supposed to come and neutralize your weaknesses. Turn them into strength. Amen. Psalms 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I see everything in the light of my salvation. So I have no fear. I see everything. God is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. You are immune. Glory to God. Your health system is strong. You have, you have a vaccine from the word of God. Psalms 27, you say, this is my vaccine. You walk around and say, I've been vaccinated. Why? My system is strong. Hallelujah. This is what C.S. Kagwe said on March 22, 2020. He said, if we continue to behave normally, the disease will treat us abnormally. If you continue behaving normally, the devil will mess you up with this COVID-19 thing. You start behaving abnormally. You start walking around saying, the Lord is, the light of, is my light and my salvation. Hallelujah. Listen, if they need essential workers, we are talking in natural terms here. If they need essential workers, and you've let the devil tell you you are not an essential worker, you are an essential worker in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Listen, Rahab became an essential worker by faith. Her cooperation made her an essential worker. God needed her to cooperate with him for his plans to come to pass. God wants you cooperating with him. God has given you his word. He has given you his covenant. You know what that is? That's like that hazmat suit they are putting on. My goodness, you cover yourself from head to toe. You walk anywhere, it can't touch you. Why? You are clothed. The Bible says on put on the whole armor of God. What is that? The blood, the covenant. You are faith person. When you're walking in faith, the devil cannot pick you up. He sees you and sees you're protected. Amen. Hallelujah. Put on your spiritual hazmat. Amen. Be bold. Listen, fear will blind you with COVID-19 darkness. Faith will give you a 2020 vision. Hallelujah. You see more clearly than you have ever seen in the midst of the pandemic. Become an eager, willing, frontline worker for the purposes and plans of God in 2020. Take this opportunity. Don't lock down your faith. Hallelujah. 
become an extreme where faith is concerned. What is that hazmat thing? An extreme thing they are doing. They are not doing normal things. That's what the, the CS was saying. You know, the DPP even put it better for the youth. They said, if you behave normally, parting around, sleeping the whole day and all that, he said, if you are going to succeed, you are going to step up. Put on your faith and don't treat the current times as normal times. Somebody say amen. You have external and internal strength. God covers you outwardly and immunizes you. Say this with me. My business is immunized. My finances are immunized against COVID-19. That is the work of your covenant. Amen. The second point, how you see is how you respond. Very important. We are to respond, Pastor David's covered this quite well. We are to respond to the word of God with what? Simple acts of faith and obedience. Acts of faith and obedience. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think you brought that out. Look at John. Let's look at John 11, 21. John 11, 21 uh, to 26 in the message version. A man called Lazarus had died. And now he had a sister called Mother and Mary. And Jesus is coming four days Lazarus has died, he's been buried, and Jesus is coming, and mother goes to meet her. And this is the conversation mother, mother said now talking to Jesus. Mother said, Master, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask God, he will give you. Verse 23, Jesus said, your brother will be raised up. 24, mother replied, I know that you'll be raised up in the resurrection at the end of time. Verse 25, and 26, you don't have to wait for the end. I'm right now resurrection and life. The one who believes in me, even though he or she dies, will live. And everyone who lives believing in me does not ultimately die at all. Do you believe this? Let's go to verse 38. Then Jesus, the anger again wearing up within him, arrived at the tomb. It was a simple cave in the hillside with a slab of stone laid against it. Jesus said, Remove the stone. The sister of the dead man, mother, said, Master, by this time, there's a stench. He's been dead four days. Verse 40. Jesus looked her in the eye. Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Hallelujah. Mother could only see through the natural normal circumstances, normal circumstances of life. She was seeing things through her grief and sorrow. She only saw a dead brother stinking. The way she was seeing, she was unable to obey Jesus. She was not prompt in obeying. In fact, she started arguing with him. And Jesus saw things differently. He saw things in the supernatural. He saw things in the unlimited realm. What is natural? Natural is limited to what? Time, space, and matter. Jesus was not limited by time, space, or matter. Amen? So his actions were incomprehensible to, to the natural mind. And, and so there's an issue here because in the realm of faith is where miracles happen. I believe mother was a good administrator, a good manager. She was very practical. 
you know, she looked at things in a very, <laughs> she said, Jesus, he's sticking. Now, Miss Tina, let me ask you. You know, in verse 20, verse, verse 20, is it 24? Uh, Jesus said, verse 23, Jesus said, your brother will be raised up. And now, uh, and then she said, I know that you will be raised up in the resurrection at the end of time. And now, Jesus says, remove the stone. She says, he's thinking. So, which, which one is easier? If Jesus is going to raise people from the dead, after many, 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 many years, they have been dead for a long time. Is it too much to expect he can raise one if he has been died for only four days? He had only been dead for four days. If she said she believes God, Jesus is right here. If Jesus is going to raise people from the dead, after a long time, what is so challenging about him raising someone after only four days? This is simple exercise. He can be practicing for what he'll do in the future. <laughs> but she didn't see it like that. And Jesus is like, so what, mother? So what if he has been dead for four days? I am not limited in time. Let me ask you. Have you allowed the devil to use COVID-19 to postpone God's plan for your life? Are you saying after COVID-19 is when we'll do this? It's when I'll do the things of God. God is saying right here and now. I want you in my plans. Amen. Ah, he said, uh, let me read that. He said what? He said, uh, this is verse, uh, I think, 25. Let's go to verse 25. You don't have to wait for the end. Can I challenge you? You don't have to wait for the end of COVID-19 to flow in the will of God, to walk in the purposes of God. Faith response is now. The Bible says today, when you hear his voice, don't resist. Don't go into rebellion. People are talking about post-COVID-19. Things will be so abnormal. And they are predicting all the chaos and all that. Listen, if God is going to help you post-COVID-19, he can help you today. God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What am I saying? Do not postpone God's plan for your life. Jesus refused to be sucked into a natural limited view. He did not agree with her. Do you know, sometimes we pray, we need to be careful here when we pray, oh Lord, come down and see how things are happening. Only if you are seeing them in the light of redemption. <laughs> Only if you are seeing them the way he is seeing them. Otherwise it becomes unbelief and he will not agree with you. Jesus turned around and said, get that stone out of my way. Let me ask you, what has died prematurely and been buried in your life? What, do you, what have you buried since COVID-19 came along? Is it your business? Is it your career? Is it your dreams and ambitions? Your 2020 plans? Have you built a stone of unbelief around COVID-19 and now it has become your excuse for everything? What is your stone of coping I am coping with this situation. Jesus is saying, roll away that stone. Amen. He wants to come in there with resurrection life, 
and cause his plans and purposes to come alive in your life. Amen. It doesn't matter how messy it is. Jesus, you are saying, this is a mess, Jesus. Jesus said, supernatural life will override any mess that has happened. Amen. Let's go back to Rahab. James 2, 24 to 25 says in the NLT, you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions. When she hid those messages and sent them safely away by a different role. Say, it's time for action. It's not time for sleeping and watching movies. All the day, day and night, it's time for action. It's time to get into the word of God and say, Lord, reveal your plans to me. I'm a nigger essential worker in the kingdom of God. Amen. Do you know Rahab was not given a long list of promises? She wasn't told by Solomon, you know, girl, if you, we pull this through, I'll marry you. I will have a child. He'll be called Obed, and then he'll be the father of Jesse, and we will have a king in our future called David, and it's in the lineage of Jesus. She wasn't told all that. What was she pointed to? The covenant. The, the, the rope she hung out there, the blood covenant. She was told, if you align your purposes, your actions with the covenant, you will not perish. But it opened more. Amen. It opened an entire life that she could never have thought or imagined. I'm challenging you. Take action today. To line up with the will of God. To find out the purposes of God. And don't let the devil discourage you in any way. Amen. Every day, she did not, no, she wasn't. Let me ask you, what was Mary asked? Did Jesus tell Mary, Mary, go in there, raise Lazarus from the dead. I think she would have fainted. I mean, the way she was talking. Jesus, oh, Aish, Lord, how? But Jesus didn't tell her. What he told her was what she could do. Said, go, roar away the stone. And you know, she didn't. Other people actually had to roar away that stone. Listen, what God is asking you is not impossible. It's not something you can do. God action, what action he requires for us is something we can do. What did he ask Rahab to do? What she could do? She wasn't asked to raise an army to fight. She wasn't asked to lure one of the generals into her house and kill him at night. She wasn't, she wasn't given some difficult thing. She just did what she could. Hang that rope out of your window and your salvation will come. And that's what exactly what happened. Amen. Listen. She acted by faith and showed an act of kindness as she was pointed to the blood covenant. Amen. Do you know Anyone can show kindness, even this time of COVID-19. I was reminded when I was preparing of this, just before, when the lockdown, just when the, when the curfew came, uh, and we were still able to move out of Nairobi, I was somewhere, and I went to this restaurant, and I asked for a meal. I sat down, I asked for the menu, and this guy came and told me, uh, go and wash your hands. I said, uh, excuse me, I came from this other side. I, I washed my hands. He said, uh, wash your hands. I didn't see you. He looked at the sink and pointed at it, the one that was near the door where he was. <clears throat> I looked at him. I said, I washed my hands. Then I rose up. I said, 
just forget it. It's all right. I, I walked out, crossed the street, and went have a meal where they weren't so fussy. And I thought to myself, what is wrong with him? They are even so expensive. Why is he behaving like that? I don't like this. Why are they treating me like this? Took my meal, went. Yeah, the following day, I came, but now I was careful. I went to that sink he had pointed. I washed my hands real slowly. I looked around. Just make sure everybody can see. <laughs> then I went and sat down. And I was up. <laughs> then I rose up, <clears throat> went to my car, and I have this cape written, Jesus is Lord. I was putting it on. And the Lord asked me, what will that guy think if he saw you putting that thing on? <laughs> and he said, Lord, those people are mean in there. I don't care about COVID-19 rules. They are just mean. <laughs> Look, they are harassing me. I thought, will I just drive in? I opened the door. I thought, I know. I, I'm not going to just drive off. I walked back in there. I found this guy who had served me now, and the other one who had served me, uh, I refused to serve it. And somebody else sit at the table. I said, hi, guys. I said, hi. And the one who had just served me rose up and said, hey, hello, sir. Anything you want me to help with? I, I was looking at the other one who was bedding down, looking at his phone. <clears throat> I said, no, it's him I want to talk to. Oh, he looked up. I said, were you the one who we met yesterday? He said, yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, uh, he said, you walked off. <laughs> I said, please forgive me. I am, you were doing the right thing. You didn't see, wash my, you didn't see me washing my hands. You are right in asking that I wash my hands. Please forgive me. And he said, yeah, praise God. Thank you. And I, you know, <laughs> we just smiled at each other. I sold into his life and walked off happy. What is it? Acts of what? Kindness. Acts of kindness. You can show kindness wherever you go. It's not an impossible thing for you to show kindness. There are many things. This, the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, long-suffering, all these things, you can walk in them right now. Amen. Hallelujah. In uh, both cases of mother and Rahab, you see that Rahab was looking at impending doom and groom. This thing had not happened. But the blood covenant, because of her response, rescued her. Mother was looking backwards. Her brother was already dead. Stuff had already happened. But the covenant of blood got her right through that. It brought back what she thought she had lost. I'm telling you, this covenant will work what? Backwards, forwards, center, whatever it is. Whether it is now or it already happened or it's looking like it's going to happen, you can walk in victory in the blood of Jesus. If you are seeing right and you are responding right. Amen. Listen, every believer is called to action to be a witness for Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit in all situations. The bigger the challenge, the greater the opportunity to be a witness for Jesus. Acts 1, 6 to 8 in the message version says, when they were together for the last time, they asked, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Now, is this the time? He told them, you don't get to know the time Timing is the Father's business. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit, 
and when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll be able to be my witness in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the earth. There are many questions that people are asking. When will the economy come back? When will the global economy come? When will the national economy come around? When will the schools open? When will the churches open? Blah, blah, blah. But everything I'm telling you, anytime, anywhere, you are called to be a witness of the goodness of God, of the love of God, of the power of God, whether you're in lockdown, whether you're in a curfew, it doesn't matter. You are a witness. Pre-COVID-19, you are a witness. During COVID-19, you are a witness. Post-COVID-19, you are a witness. You are a witness all the time by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3, in the New King James Version says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bowed, to proclaim acceptable ear of the Lord, and the day of visions of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion. All right, this, which version is this? Amplified, all right, let me read. All right, Rose is there, okay. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful ashes, the well of joy for mourning, the garment of praise, for the spirit of, for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. We skipped, got mixed up a bit there. Let me read it from my notes here. It's continuous. Just go back. Verse 2 says what? Let's go to verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of visions of our God to comfort all who mourn. This is continuous. It's gone. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise, for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Church, we have a story to tell. Amen. What is our story? God is sending you and me to glorify him by taking good news everywhere we go. What are we telling the world? There is an alternative to the gloom and doom of this COVID-19. We are telling them God is still a healer. God still removes heaviness. God brings joy to the heavy heart. God will deliver you from any kind of bondage. Amen. God will open impossible doors for you. That's our message. That's our gospel. That's, 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 we are witnesses of that. Amen. So we have a story to tell. I mean, it's the COVID-19 pandemic. We have a God who comforts, who beautifies, who makes joyful, who lifts all heaviness by his spirit. Listen, we are immune to the world and highly vulnerable to the Holy Spirit. We are immune to the world, but we are vulnerable to the Holy Spirit. We only respond to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Handed to the world and yielded to God. That's our calling. Handed to the world, yielded to God through our covenant. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. I trust that encourages you. Uh, I was, you know, I desired to be a witness of God in every situation. I was driving along, again, just before the lockdown came up. 
And a young man, I, I, I had stopped to send an email by the side of the road. This young man walks over and says, are you going to this and this place? How much are you charging? You know, I didn't look at the boy and say, <clears throat> does this look to you like a matatu? Is this a pro box? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> I, I, I rolled the window. I said, just get in. He said, how much? I said, get in, sit down. Uh, so I sent sending the email, and then we started driving off. I said, uh, where are you going? He told me. He said, I have this much. He said, it's all right. Let's go. <laughs> and soon I trying to get him into a conversation, but it's not really opening up. Then he got a call. Hello. And I could hear him speaking some vernacular. I can't hear that. But, you know, segments of Kiswahili. When he finished, I said, who was that? He said, it's my mom. I said, what does she want? He said, she wants some money. I said, what money for? I, I'm, he's talking in one word. I ask, he responds with one word. <laughs> money for what? Lunch. What lunch? Uh, she's in a hospital. Well, somebody is sick? Is she sick? No. Who is sick? My sister. <laughs> so I said, all right, okay. Say, here, get my phone. Go to, I said, I actually asked, how much do you want to send your money? Say, I don't have money. It's only the money I told you I'm going to pay you. I said, okay, forget that. If you had money, how much would you send your mom? He said, uh, I said, okay, here's my phone. Go to Safaricom, Mpesa, send that to your mom. I said, I send? I said, yeah, go ahead and send the money. He sent the money. He said, call your mom now. Tell her you just met somebody, a friend of yours, hand this conversation, and I'll send this money. He said, yeah. Oh, now he started talking. <laughs> wow, my God, he's talking. Now, I mean, he told me about his life. By the time we arrived where we were going, I prayed for him. The prayer of confession bound those demons that have been tormenting him, loosed him to the work of the kingdom of God, amen, and, and drove off. What am I doing? I'm bearing witness to the salvation of God. I told that young man, son, do you think it's a coincidence that we met, that you stopped this car, which doesn't look at like a matatu, and, 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 and that when you were inside, your, your, your mother called you, you know, and she's asking for money, and all these things, and I had money in my embassy. Do you think it's a coincidence? No. God has a plan for your life. Keep alert to the plans of God in your life. Don't let COVID-19 distract you from God's plan. Purpose to be a witness by the power of the Holy Spirit to the goodness of God, to the power of God, and say, I will not perish with the unbelievers. I am a believer. I believe in the covenant. Put the word of the covenant in your mouth. Keep your focus on our risen Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be listening to this and you're like this young man. I don't know. You are not listening to this by coincidence. It's not a mistake that you're listening to this online broadcast, whatever you are listening to it. And I'm asking you, if you desire to give your life to Jesus, if fear has bound you and you need, because you are not born again, you don't know what is going to happen. I'm telling you, if you're born again, you need to know what is going to happen. What is going to happen? Plans of God will happen for you. If you desire to be saved, I want to pray with you a prayer of salvation. Right now, like this young man, his life was turned around. I pointed him to a pastor in a local church around there, and he called me later so excited. God's plan is salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I want to start seeing things in the light of this salvation. 
I want to pray with you if that is you. And I want you to say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died and you shed your blood for my deliverance from sin and destruction. I proclaim that you are Lord and from this day I am born again. I am saved in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you've prayed that prayer, there's a number on your screen right there. Please call that number. There's someone willing, ready and willing to share with you more of what has happened. You can also reach us through our email or our social media uh, handles, but you are saved. And you decide, if you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, also call that number. They'll agree with you. And don't live a defeated life. Don't postpone your life because of COVID-19. You move into the plans of God and continue walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Father, I thank you for everyone who has listened to this message. Bless them in the name of Jesus. I take authority and rebuke fear from their homes, from their businesses. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over that fear over your career. You will not die. You will not perish. Your, your, your business will not fail. Your career will not come to an end. You are a child of God. You are an essential worker. Take that by faith. Father, I thank you. We rebuke fear and speak the spirit of faith coming upon your people, raising them up from gloom and doom and lifting them up to where they see the light of your salvation. Your word to us, Lord, is to rise and shine. I command every believer to rise and shine in their season, taking their rightful position as children of God. And Father, we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Davis. Hallelujah. God, I hope you've received the word by faith. And the things that even he has shared with you and I, that we need to stay in faith. We need to believe God. I, I like the statement that he made here. I paraphrased it. But he says this, God is not asking you to do what you cannot do, but what you are able to do. In other words, the easy part is yours but the hard part is his the impossible the impossible part is his what he needs from us is our obedience that's what God is asking us to do Amen. listen during this season what he's asking us is our obedience will you be obedient to listen to his voice to reach out to someone with the love of God Will you be able, will you be obedient to say, God, I, I want, I take this opportunity during this time. I maximize the opportunity during this time to spend time with you first. And if you're working from home, to enjoy time with your wife and children. You say you are not married, enjoy time with the one who say, you stay with. But what about spending time if you're married? with your wife and children or with your husband and children. Do you know, actually, recently, I don't know if you've seen that, they've said that 
there's been an increase of violence in homes and, and abuse of every kind in homes. Do you know why that is? It's because there are people who've stayed together and they've never, ever known each other. They're too busy in other things than to take what is priority in their lives and maximize that time with their families. The kingdom of God works through priorities. That's why he says in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the Amplified says this, His way of doing and being right. If we place things first where they belong, all the others fall. But you are born again, you are a believer. If you've been watching like you, you are not, given your life to Christ. Now you've given your life to Christ. God has a plan for you. Church, God has a plan for you and his plans are good. His plan for you is good. Like what Brother Francis say, you see things in the light of your redemption. That's victory. Our redemption is a victory story. Our redemption is a conquering ability that God has given to us. So whatever it is, you see things in the light of our redemption. That the enemy has been defeated. His work has been nullified. He's brought to naught. And we have victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what we shall ever face in this life. Some year, I think some months ago in the beginning of the year. I think it was 5th of March. I say this. There is nothing that we will ever face in this life. That Jesus, our Lord, has not conquered for us. There's an anointing in that. Nothing. That the situation, church, you've been going through, probably challenging situation might be. Uh, there's nothing that you're going through that, that Jesus has not conquered for you. And you need an agreement in prayer. We have care hosts. We have different leaders. Get in touch with us. You, we are family. That's why we've endeavored every Sunday, especially during this time, that we partake of the Holy Communion together. We are proclaiming like First uh, Corinthians chapter, chapter 10. Let me see if I can go right there quickly. In First Corinthians chapter 10, it says uh, that uh, in verse, verse 16, it talks about the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Communion is fellowship, partnership, sharing. The bread which we break, is, not the is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, look at this, though many, are one bread, are one body, and one body. For we all partake of that one bread. And what Holy Communion actually does, that's why in the book of Acts you find so much, they are breaking the bread. What Holy Communion does, uh, I like putting it this way, vertically we are in unity. We are in agreement with the will of God. Laterally, though we may, you may not be with us right here, we can touch you or hold your hand. But 
in First Corinthians chapter six, verse six, verse seventeen says, "He who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him." So we are joined. We we came to Christ. We are born again, and and we've come together as a local church. And any believer who's watching, we are joined to the Lord. We are one spirit with Him. We are one body with Him. Therefore, as we are partaking, as First Corinthians chapter eleven says, we are doing it in remembrance of Him. We are remembering we are one people of faith. We are one people, one body, and the life of God flowing through us. Because the life, the life, the, the life of the flesh is in the blood. Jesus says, "This is my blood." This is his life. His life is flowing through us and throwing, uh, I mean flowing to one another, actually. And we stay cemented. We stay in one faith that when we come here, the day will come back here to this sanctuary. Oh, my goodness. We look at each other like we've been together all through. <laughs> We're not separated. I've had friends that you meet, I meet with, we haven't talked for a long time. But when you get to meet and we start talking, it's like we have been talking to each other every day. Why is that? We're one spirit. You are household of faith. Hallelujah. So you lift up his body. Honor our redemption. To honor what he has done for us. Jesus, our Lord. In, on the same night in which you were betrayed, you took bread. And when you had given thanks, you broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you again for our redemption. Thank you, Jesus, our Lord. You yourself bore our sins in your own body on the tree. That has been dead to sins might live for righteousness. By your stripes, we were healed. Therefore, we take our healing. That we are not disjoined from each other. We are one body partaking of the life of God. And thank you. I speak in the name of Jesus against every infirmity be healed from that infirmity in the name of Jesus be healed that muscle pain that you've had I, I decree the healing power of God you're healed from that condition in the name of Jesus I keep hearing muscles 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 I speak the healing power of God in those muscles be healed and take your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for healing us. For tissues healed right now. Organs healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the miraculous power of God flowing into the lives of your people. In the same manner, Jesus, our Lord, you took the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The life of the flesh is in the blood. 
and we partake of your life, your blood. Thank you for the life flowing in this church. Everyone, everywhere, wherever they are, the life of God uniting us. We are whole, we are strong, we are protected. We plead the blood of Jesus upon our lives, upon our dwelling places. We proclaim the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress, our God in you we trust. Thank you for your blood. Partake of his blood. Tim, if you can come over here and see. Just stand, if you've been sitting, just stand up, please, and just thank him. Thank the Lord for what he has done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, our Redeemer. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Just worship him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, it's the blood, it's the blood that has redeemed us. Clarity, prosterity, and justice. Land of man, rest and yardy. It's the blood of Jesus. It's your blood. The homes of your people. Flood the homes of your people with your presence. Hope, faith rising up in the hearts of your people. Your blessing, Father, manifesting in the lives of your people. We honor you. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I just sense his presence and touching you and healing you. Stay in faith with us and and keep believing God for his word to manifest in our midst. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stay connected, church. Again, make sure you go to our website. See uh, any kind of update that we have. Be praying with us. Be believing God with us. And I know the will of God is manifesting in our midst. We are in the plan of God. Remember, in a few weeks' time, actually, is our Pentecost Sunday. Uh, that 31st of May is our Pentecost Sunday. Be praying in the Holy Ghost. You're being well taught. Be praying in the Holy Ghost and be believing God with us that this Pentecost Sunday is significant. It's a significant season. It's a significant time that we need to experience all that the Lord has in store for us. Hallelujah. Please lift up your hands for the priestly blessing before I have the team here singing. But lift up your hand for the priestly blessing. The Lord bless you and watch God and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon and enlighten you and be gracious, kind, merciful and giving favor to you. The Lord lift up his approving countenance upon you and give you peace, tranquility of heart and life continually. We bless you in the name of Jesus. You are the blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah.
We love you, church, and we'll see you soon right here in this sanctuary in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.